Seamus, The Case of the Thieves and Brigands, Part 4. Don't Worry, Pal, is based on the book The Great Taxi Cab Robbery by James H. Collins. I'll keep Wing's stuff at my place until he gets out of the hospital. I felt bad for my friend. I need grub. I could swing by the diner, but it's past my place from here, and I knew Doris would have questions I didn't have answers for. I spotted Tito's taco truck and swung into the parking lot. My wife, Abby, and I, when she was... Well, we used to get Tito's every Tuesday night. He ran a special. I hadn't been here in a long time. I wonder if his kid Mario is still working the window. Hey, hey, Hunter James. We haven't seen you in a long time. Papa, we're saved. Hunter James is at least $8. How you doing, Hunter? I'd be a lot better if I could get some service from this rolling tetanus shot. <laughs> How you doing, kid? Your old man still got you chained to that register? He's a tyrant, man. You gotta save me. My dance card is full. Sorry. You're what? Man, old people are weird. Better get your laughs in now. I'm headed to college next month. That's great, kid. Happy for you. First one in the family. Pretty excited. Good for you. What's the old man gonna do without you? Torture one of his other kids. I'm out. You want your usual? One or two? Yeah, uh, just the one. Two minutes, my man. One taco, plate supreme, extra everything. You want hot sauce? Yeah, eight bucks, right? Plus my tip. Hey, you want something to drink? I'll throw it in with the plate. Don't tell the old man. Iced tea? You got it. Tito and his family provided all the food for the funeral. Everyone loved her. Tito wouldn't take a dime and stayed until every mourner went home with a plate. Tito gave me a bunch to take home. That next week I spent every day eating Tito's and getting blackout drunk. Maybe that's why I haven't been by in a while. I slipped the kid a 20 as he hands me the drink. Keep the change. Why not? Good kid. He still has a chance at life. You serious? Yeah, I don't say I never gave you nothing. Hey, thanks man. I appreciate that. Your food will be right out. Really good kid. Hope he makes it in this world. An aromatic cloud puffed out of the bag when I dropped it on the counter. In that moment, I was transported back to when the smell of tacos in the air, Abby regaling me with the latest office gossip or a joke going around. Sometimes she'd laugh so hard she could barely get the joke out. That was why her jokes were always funny. Her laugh was contagious. I don't mind the memories. It's the ending that always gets me. Every single one ends with Abby bleeding to death in my arms. The reality crashes back in like a grimy, dark tsunami wave. I push the tea aside and grab a glass from the cabinet. Grab a bottle of scotch from the fridge and pour three fingers neat. I devour the food and drink the scotch too fast while my mind goes blank. I don't want to think about anything for a moment. The weight of the food and the heat of the scotch fill my stomach and bring me back to earth. I've got that soft, warm glow from the scotch. I pour another glass. Take it easy, old boy. You've still got work to do. I lied to Bennett about hating paperwork. I didn't mind it. It was methodical, neat, and something I could control. Nobody shot at me while I was doing it, so that was a perk. too, chair. Me too. I grabbed folders for Casas and Mrs. Fisher. I grabbed the other one I opened for wings. I have to handle the pain gigs first, but 
I can't forget about wings. I fill out everything I can that might be useful, what I know. For Cassis, I realized I didn't know anything. Don't know which team this Cassis is batting for. Maybe he's a switch hitter, but he's covert something. Too geeky to be real. I don't have much for him with wings out and the camera busted. I'll take it to Jimmy. Maybe he can salvage something. Maybe something that'll help with wings, too. Either way, I better keep an eye on Cassis. I don't know what he is, but he isn't the regular citizen he pretends to be. As much as I want to get the guys who busted up wings, I need to get Mrs. Fisher out of my hair. I take too long and she's going to get antsy and try to be helpful. That could lead to more trouble than it's worth. I'll put her on the top of the stack. Her stuff's pretty cut and dry. I'll head over to the lounge later where she spotted her allegedly wayward husband. Maybe he is. I don't know yet. But I better figure it out quick. Wings. Two stops on that list. Employee at the coffee shop and checking that roofing company across the street from the alley. Maybe they saw something. I'll go by the hospital later, check on wings. Maybe Mr. Pierce will be awake too and I can see what he knows. Hope they both live. That wasn't supposed to happen. That's what Abel Thomas said when I told him Mr. Pierce was hurt bad. There's more to that, I think. I check on Mr. Thomas while I'm at it. See if that fuzzy memory cleared up any. Grabbing the cup from Tito's, now more water than tea, I step out onto the porch. I sober up drink the tea, and watch a sunset over Pensacola. That's why Abby picked this overpriced bungalow. It was swankier than we could afford. I was able to pay cash using the sale of the farm. And Abby was right. The view was heaven. Sitting out here with the warm, salty air and the last rays of sun warm on my face, I can almost hear her singing in the kitchen. The light's gone. The nightlife begins singing the songs of their people. I head to the hospital. I approach the nurse's station, and the same nurse is on duty, looking less crisp around the edges. She's typing tiredly on an ancient-looking keyboard. Hello again. Welcome back. Same to you, I guess. Oh, no. I haven't left. We do 12-hour shifts here, but I will be done soon, and tomorrow's my day off. <sighs> Oof, don't envy that. Are you allowed to tell me how my friend is doing? Which one was your friend again? Wings, uh, Bailey, George Bailey. Oh, yes. Dr. Ward said to make sure you fill out the form since you are Mr. Bailey's emergency contact. You are, aren't you? I suppose I am. Here you go. Private investigator, huh? I better hang on to this just in case my boyfriend is cheating on me. It's my specialty. I'm investigating my friend's assault. So terrible. Those poor men. Mr. Thomas came out okay, I think. That's for sure. I've had busted ribs before, and I know that's no picnic. Mr. Thomas doesn't have anything wrong with his ribs. Mr. Pierce and Mr. Bailey, on the other hand, weren't so lucky. Huh. I thought he had bruises on his ribs. Nope. Couple of black eyes and a small cut. Probably got socked in the nose. That's where the black eyes came from. The cut looks like it happened when he fell. The other two were beaten... But I think Mr. Thomas took one good punch and missed the rest of the party. You don't say. How are they all doing, if I may ask? You're an investigator, right? Like a cop? Retired. Well, I tell you, Mr. James, there's something off about this and Mr. Thomas. He's had a couple of visitors, 
couple of guys and a young lady. They were cutting up and having a grand time when visiting, like they were celebrating. Anyway, struck me as odd. Thank you for that, Nurse... uh... Joy. I'm Nurse Joy. It suits you. Thank you. I appreciate the information. If you see anything odd, you let me know? I'm off the next three days, but I'll let the charge nurse know what's up and that you're one of the good guys. Good guys? Am I still one of the good guys? I'm not necessarily a bad guy, but a a good? Thank you, Joy. May I go see Wings? He's still in a coma, and visiting hours are almost over, so if you hurry, you'll have 20 minutes to spend with him. We'll make our final rounds then. Thank you again for keeping a lookout. You'd be a good detective. She beamed a bright, beautiful smile. Joy was a good name for her. I paused by Mr. Pierce's door and sneak a peek in. Machines beeped methodically and hoses poured out of him like a spider hunched over a cocooned fly. Guy was in bad shape. Mr. Thomas was sound asleep, sawing logs with a chainsaw. Maybe that shot to his nose deviated his septum. Nurse Joy had a good point. Why was Mr. Pearson Wings beaten so severely when this guy gets a punch in the nose and a bonk on the head? I need to take a closer look at him. I'm not a tech guy, but cell phones with cameras are the best invention ever. I grab the Uber driver's file and step into an empty room, snap a few pics, and back in the slot it goes. No one's the wiser. A cell phone in your pocket is ten times better than a wire taped to your chest hair and running down your pants, at least for comfort. I head to Wing's room. Poor Wings. He looked small and old lying in that bed. Doc had said they were keeping him in the coma. Hope they let him out soon. What happened, buddy? Want to wake up soon and tell me? No response, only the steady beep beep of machinery. Don't worry, pal. I'm going to get the guys who did this. I promise you that. Thank you for listening to Seamus. If you liked this episode of Seamus, please leave a review and tell your friends. Seamus, The Case of the Thieves and Brigands, Part 4. Don't worry, pal is based on the book The Great Taxi Cab Robbery by James H. Collins. Hunter James was played by Tom Hinton. Mario, with Tito's Tacos, was played by Ian Horch. Nurse Joy was played by Marsha Hinton. I'm Leslie Woodruff. This episode of Seamus was written by Raven Wisdom and directed by Tom Hinton. Seamus is a New Meadows Media production. All rights reserved.